0: Hi, I'm Sung Ray. I'm something else. Here at Black Girl Soul, a podcast where we discuss the Asian dramas we love from a Black female perspective. We are looking to be entertained, to learn about other cultures, and share our passion for these shows. Welcome. Alright, welcome to another episode of Black Girl Soul. We're doing black guys on split game today, and we have several participants with us today. We have Yella, who's gonna speak to us and introduce herself shortly. We have Cedric. We have Drake from Everything Culture Podcast Everything Culture Podcast. <laughs> and we have Moses. So if you all will go ahead and take your time and just tell us who you are. We'll start with you, uh, Yella. All
1: right, hey, what's going on? Uh Yella st louis missouri rep uh just kind of here enjoying the time thanks for having
2: me uh i am moses um i am a casual watcher of um of k dramas um and i found that this one was pretty interesting had a bunch of different societal uh commentaries and so i'm eager to talk about it
3: um drake or mr d713 with everything culture um, my podcast is all about cultures, backgrounds, traditions, social norms, beliefs, and this right here with Squid Games, is a it's a culture phenomenon right now, so I'm glad to be here.
4: I'm Cedric, and I'm glad to be here, be a part of it, and hope that we do great here.
0: <laughs> all right, so we're going to go ahead and jump right on in. Um First question I have now, we've spoken, if you all have seen us before or listened to us before, we've spoken to both Yella and Moses in a past podcast called Black Eyes on Asian Dramas. And so today, what we're going to do is we're just going to toss around some questions and kind of fill them to certain people that kind of help us move along. Um, what I would like to ask from Drake and Cedric is, have you ever watched a K-drama before or any other Asian drama or movie? Well,
4: yes, I have watched it before and I uh, started out with my sister
5: yeah Ray.
4: so great so great got she got me she got me, hooked. she got me hooked on it seriously you know and, um, I was just checking out squeak and everything and it, it, it's been it was like it's like real life to me you know uh, once you look at it and you really think about the games that people play you know? But just in
0: terms of general K-dramas or other Asian dramas, have you ever seen any other ones besides this one?
4: Because we know you watch this one. This is the first time I really sat down and paid attention to it. I'm really not a TV person. I fall asleep. Um,
3: As far as a K-drama, I don't like dramas, period. I would say that first and foremost. Um, But I love the action and the the mystery of this one right here. I'm a big horror fan, so you can consider horror uh, a little bit of drama, but I like something had, it, it may or may not happen, but this is probably the closest thing to I can come to a full uh, Korean drama or any drama that that I would watch again. Okay.
0: Did you want to add something, Moses?
2: Yeah. Like um, I don't really watch K-dramas either, but I don't know if I would necessarily put this under the category of a drama the same way Drake was saying um i think that when it comes to korean television there's a there's a there's a what's the word i'm looking for there's a tendency for people to say oh this is a k drama but i don't know i wouldn't say it's a drama you know it's like if someone saw the show um lost or something like that or if they saw another show on television that's popular that's american they'd be like oh that's an american drama it's not really a drama you know it's something completely different
0: okay uh Yella, did you want to
1: add anything? I okay. Know, I, think, I think they pretty much summed it up. Yeah.
0: All right. How did you guys hear about Squid Game?
1: Man, it was all over the place. Um, everyone was talking about. it. So I heard about it through word of mouth. Um, a lot of friends of mine watched it. A bunch of few colleagues, uh, some coworkers. And uh-huh. you know they keep asking every, "Have you started it yet? Have you started it yet? Have you seen it yet?" And so I kind of broke down one day. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna watch it. And man, <laughs> I think I did it, and uh, I I went through nine episodes in one day.
2: Oh wow! I'm here. Yeah. Same here. And um, like I, you know, kept seeing Facebook posts about it. And of course, because uh, because you and my sister, we both are, you know, you both watch Korean dramas. Uh, my sister kept saying, hey. Like, you should watch it, you should watch it, you should watch it, especially before people start giving, you know, spoiling things about it. And so that's kind of the thing that hastened it along for me as well.
3: As far as myself... I was going to watch it. It popped up on, y'all know, Netflix has the new releases and things. So I was like, I saw it. I'm like, okay, it looks nice. I, I started watching it. I'm like, oh, this is in Korean. Okay, Korean. I'm like, nah, I ain't about to watch it. I'm too busy to watch it right now. Okay, I'm gonna come back to it. And my uncle and my aunt came down to visit. And, you know, they're part of the, the old, you know, they're in their 60s and they sat down and they watch he doesn't like movies like that. He doesn't watch shows like that, or anything. His attention span is like that, especially with those type of these type of films or, you know, um on shows, but they watched the whole thing. I would walk down and they're in the middle of it glued to the television. And I'm like, "Okay, I sure have to check it out now." And they loved it. They loved it. So I sat down, I started it. You know, I, I, the first one's a little slow, but I I came back to it, rewinded it, and boom, I got hooked. I knocked it out within three to four days.
4: Well, me me myself, I had I'm an over-the-road truck driver and I was in my truck and I was just looking for some action movie to watch. And it was like wow. So I started watching, it was like, Man, this thing is like full of action. You know, so I it was like ongoing and I was I was like, Okay, that's great. You know, so I Got got to checking it out and everything. And so uh my sister ended up coming by my place and she was like, uh, you check this out. I was like, I started it, but you know, I didn't get a chance to really watch it because I had to keep moving and everything. And she goes, Let's watch it now. I was like, Okay, cool. And man, you talking about whoo, some action packed. That's an action packed move. Uh, or or you call it a drama, drama. Drama. But I'm 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 on the same thing mowing them on. I would consider it as a drama for real, you know, but it's great. Um. I would yeah. call it a
2: thriller.
0: In the Korean drama realm, everything that is produced in this format where they have episodes is a drama. There are a variety of dramas, but they're dramas. So you've got rom-coms, you've got thrillers, you've got action, you've got all kinds of stuff, but this is considered a Korean drama because it's a drama made in Korea, so it falls under the
2: Korean drama umbrella. But see, I don't think that that helps the marketing, though. Because, like, say, for example, if you told people, and even if it was, like, a good story, hey, you should watch this this K-drama, like, you would probably knock out, like, a whole swath of, like, people who might normally watch something, but then they're like, oh, I'm not really into watching a drama. Now, if you said, hey, this is a K-thriller... Like, that could be a whole new subset of, like, like storytelling, and you would have people who come into it, and they're like, oh, you know what? I will watch a K-Thriller.
3: But think about it. It's really the same thing, because a, a thriller is technically a drama. It's in a subset of drama, because drama is the suspense of something. So it, it's the same thing, you know, I, I, but I feel you understand both sides, but it's a drama. Just like horror, you have different types of horror. This is a different type of drama
0: all right so <clears throat> what i wanted to know is what made it now you heard about it what made you all just decide to go ahead and i'm gonna push the play button and watch this thing because just hearing about it is one thing because i'm gonna help you i heard about it i had no intention of watching it whatsoever and i didn't till something else kept insisting now you gotta watch you gotta watch and i'm like all right fine i'm nosy let me go see what everybody hyping it up about because it was all over the place by that point had been on uh number one on Netflix in the United States for like I think two weeks and I was like, Fine, I'll push play.
4: Well the action part is what got my attention.
0: So the the, the trailer helped you to push play? Uh no, the action
4: part of uh uh when I first seen it. So you it play, push though, play though in order
0: to see right, what it was right. So I, what made you push play? what enticed you to go ahead and
4: cuz it was something new on Netflix.
0: Okay. The hype okay. Of it, that's
4: really what it was. It was something that was new there and I was like, you know, let me check this out, see what's up with, it, you know, and I know that uh my sister she watches a lot of that and just to just to have a conversation with her about it, you know, just something to interest her, you know. So I decided, I'm going to check that out. And I did and enjoyed it. Been watching it for two days, you guys. <laughs> I watched it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you
1: yellow what made you push play honestly didn't even know it was a k drama at first I no idea it was just pulled in by people saying it's really good you gotta see it and when i first when i saw it when i hit play and saw the first episode i was like oh but i watched a dub version so i didn't get like the i didn't get the subtitles i didn't get the the actual korean dialect. like I, I i heard english words all the way through and so that was it like that i didn't even know i just wanted to see it
0: well while we're here what what now did you all gentlemen drake moses cedric did you all watch it subbed or did you watch it with english dubbing
2: english dub english dubbing
3: oh give me that dub (laughs) (laughs) i i tried i try you know once again i'll watch um a foreign movie subbed in a heartbeat that's not a problem but i got things to do these days like if you want me to remember i started watching it and it was um subbed and i like Ah, i can't focus on it right now i wasn't in, in in tune with it so i said let me dub this thing and i was able to get some things done listen look okay rewind if i needed to but I can go back and watch it sub, but my first time watching it throughout was absolutely dubbed, and I'm proud of it
2: because <laughs> honestly, I think that the thing that got people to watch it was the hype surrounding it. but the thing that like kept a large swath of the audience like actually watching it was the fact that it was dubbed because you know like like any other television show, you want to be able to like look at it eighty percent of the time, but then twenty percent of the time you know, do stuff on your phone, walk into the kitchen, things like that. And so I think that the dubbing was actually a, a good portion of his success.
0: And I'm, I'm going to have to, that's kind of one of the things I wondered myself was, did people really get into this and was it so hyped because of the dubbing? Because, you know, we, again, I'm, I'm trying and true idea of my subs and I didn't even know dubbing existed until I heard somebody some controversy about the dubbing not having authentic true what was being said so I'm like oh they got those I didn't know so you know and then when I came to your house I went on and played it with the doves because I'm like you know I know you don't want to read so <laughs>
4: <laughs> dang <laughs> I'm fall, really I'm to fall asleep on I know. you know because I'm one of the people I'm not like I said I'm not a big tv person you right know? I, I could start watching some and I've been fell off in about 20-30 minutes of it you know so I got to keep hitting that rewind but To see if I can catch up. You know what I mean?
0: So, Something else. Did you have something you wanted to add?
5: No, I'm just glad that I'm back on the call. My goodness. (laughs) So, but no, I mean, I think you and I both talked about how like dubbing really pulled in a lot more people because subtitles are not like insurmountable, but they are an acquired taste. So, you know, I just appreciate that you all enjoyed the show and then we can all talk about it
0: so then my next question is a subset to this is if you could see other k-dramas that are dubbed would you watch them yes i think i would
3: it depends well what's the you know what's the plot behind it you know i'm picking like um yes genre what uh, oh my goodness! I don't know if this could be considered a K drama or was it Korean, but I love zombie movies. So I love like foreign horror movies. They are like like Train to Busan. That is beautiful. I watched that um, sub and dub. I don't think they even have it dubbed actually. I watched the sub. So, but yeah, I I love foreign movies. It's just this one. I was gonna. I was probably gonna watch it either way. I, but I never knew it was gonna blow up the way it blew up. I was, ten I. I was watching it right at the peak when it was blowing up, when I was like, man.
0: Yeah. Moses, what about you? Would you pick up another one if you could catch it dubbed?
2: See, I think that the story would have to be proven to be top-notch for me. Like, say, for example, with Squid Games, if someone was like, the first three episodes are dubbed, and I got into the story, and they were like, but the rest of them, you have to like read the subs then yeah i would have kept going um like i don't know if k-dramas have proved themselves enough for me to say okay i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna focus on that entirely i'm gonna spend that, i'm gonna spend that much of my focus currency on that entirely if i started to see that like k-drama after k-drama after k-drama were really gripping that way then yeah i would just go like go ahead and, and ascribe to like reading subs. Um, with this one was unique because like, first off, there was a bunch of hype around it. And then secondly, there was enough sub, like there were there were the subs. Um, so they would just have to prove themselves. Cause I think that with Alice in Borderland, which Drake and, uh, and I were talking about before, that one didn't have dubs. It was just subtitles. And I watched that entirely but it's like I was able to get into it faster. So it's not that I'm not open to it. It's just more, the genre would have to prove itself more to me.
0: Yellow, what about you?
1: Um, would I watch it subbed? Possibly. I think that, like, like Moses was saying, I, I I'm not really big on the K-dramas in the first place. So it's going to take a lot for me to get into it. And like Cedric, if I gotta read everything, I'm gonna probably end up going to sleep on it. So, I would I would prefer to go ahead and just keep it dug.
0: <laughs> okay. Something else.
4: She is something else, actually. She's not us.
5: So let let me ask this a sub question: Is it because of your perception? of K-dramas or K-dramatics, if you will, um, as kind of skewed towards women and, you know, romantic or teeny bopper or whatever, because like a lot of these um, Asian dramas have, you know, various genres. So like speaking to what Drake was saying, there is a huge horror genre for Korean shows that when you when you first mentioned it and said train to Busan I was that was the first thing that came to my mind too because it's incredibly popular but there's a lot under that genre so I mean is it a case of you're busy or you're not really television people or that you just haven't found like Asian television under that genre or you just have so much American television you don't have time (laughs) to like try and overcome a language
3: barrier
0: because before anybody answers i wanted to also add in has anybody ever heard of kingdom that's a zombie that's what i was
3: gonna say that's what i was gonna say i could not i didn't know that was korean or not it kingdom is. is so good kingdom is like top of the top good like as far it's like the korean i guess now now i know it's korean like walking dead but from way like and what's it called like what um what is the name of those times?
5: Like,
0: you'll um,
3: yeah, that man. I'm telling you, it is amazing. It's super scary. Like, it, they do such a great job with the zombies in that film. Um, uh, well, in the show, and
0: it's a drama, too.
3: Yeah, oh, but now I ain't gonna say. It'll it get confusing, though, because when they change, it, it's it's real confusing at times, you know? Because I'm like, wait, what happened to this person? Because you get caught up in those dubs. That's what I'm saying. We're in the <laughs> subs. You get caught up. You look away for a second. There's a lot going on. So, right. But that is really good. And I got to throw out, it's these are movies. Of course, The Train of the The Host is really good. Um, and Alive. Alive is on Netflix as well.
0: Alive good
2: was good. Mm-hmm. Right, I think for a lot of people, just going back to the whole sub thing, like that's going to be a hurdle that people have to have to get over, Um, because the modern television watcher is like captivated by at least two like two screens: The, the television screen in front of them and the screen in their hand, and then not to mention the stuff that's going on around them. Um, so yeah.
3: And and if I may add. Is something that is going outside of your norm, you know, your comfort, your zone of comfortability, you know, that's right. trying something new, you know, it's sometimes it's hard for people to try something new and you're surprised what you may like. So I think hopefully now they can keep this thing going with squid games. You know, this is something new. Hey, maybe they want to tap in a little bit more.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So for me, I'm really not much of a TV person. Uh, I kind of get my, my screen fix from playing video games so that's kind of where my time is yes there it is that's where I end up going to um so I guess finding the time to sit down watch something on tv like be captured in it aside from like you said dealing with you know all the outside actions that I have going on too you know it's it's rough for me
2: but, you know, I, I think that the thing that Squid Games had to offer such a large portion of or such a large audience was that it had social commentary that people world round could really relate to. And so it it really struck a nerve internationally, you know.
0: Well, since you've taken us there, let's get into the meat of this and talk about this show now I'm going to full disclose I am not finished <laughs> but I on purpose have not finished I started it got in but I'm taking my time because this is not my genre this is not what I watch on a regular basis so you know the story is interesting I like the cinematography I like how they did it it was interesting seeing the games from you know kids even games because that's the other thing when we talk about universal themes like we all play games growing up. So, yeah, we remember Red Light, Green Light. Yeah, we've played, you know, various versions of uh, marbles and things like that. So, like, that part did capture me and want me to continue watching it. So I tend on continuing, but it wasn't something I was like, oh, I got to finish this. Like, it didn't take me like that. So, you know, it is what it is. And so even if it's spoiled, because I already learned about 001 long ago before we even got to this part, and I was like, okay, folks, is killing it because it's just out there all over the world. So. In which case, um, how did you guys feel about the show? And I, you know, take your time and each one of you just kind of give us your, what did you like about this show?
1: I liked it. Um, I felt that after the, the the familiar games that we knew, like American games that we know as, as children, or we, knew, or we knew as children, after those, were like the after Red Light, Green Light, when they started getting into the Squid Game and they started getting into the other stuff, I think it was more so the storyline that kept me going. You know, it wasn't so much the games. It was like, okay, I really want to see how this is going to play out between 456 and, and 001. And, and, you know, and I really wanted to know what was going on with dude from SNU, you know, like how it was going to play out. Because I, I didn't, his character threw me for a loop early on. He was too quiet, you know. And um, watching the storyline is really pushing through it. And then once it got to the end, I was like, all right, yeah, we really got to finish it now just because we made it this far.
2: But, yeah, but, for, yeah, for me, they, um, they did a great job of getting you vested in the characters, um, you know, kind of talking about their backstories um, so that there was something that you would hope, there was a reason that you hoped that they would survive. Um, and I think part of, like, creating a good story is it being heartbreaking at times. And so you knew that there were all these characters that you cared about, but you knew that like they were all but one was going to die. Um, And so I think that they did a great job in that as well. I was trying
1: to be optimistic and hope that maybe one or two could, you know, make it or a group of them can make it out. Yeah, that's what I thought. I I was really hoping. I'm like, okay, yeah. So like a team of them can win and it just slowly or surely kept narrowing itself down and narrowing itself down
2: yeah
5: well you know i kind of i kind of knew or felt that it wasn't going to be that way because when it got down to um and of course if folks didn't know spoilers like i'm not even feeling sorry for y'all mm-hmm. spoilers yeah, you um, <laughs> <lost their attention. laughs> right you finished but, but when but when his uh childhood best friend like did um Ali Dirty, I was like, yeah, you're going to (laughs) die. I was like, I was like, because I kept on thinking the two best friends might walk out together. But typically in these kinds of stories, when you make someone like excessively the bad guy, unless it is a different type of show, then somehow they going to get theirs. Like, somehow they going to get theirs. So that's why I was like, "Mm, you get what you
0: get.
3: Yeah.
0: Drake, what were you getting ready to say?
3: Yeah, he deserved to die. Um, but <laughs> so once again, horror movie connoisseur. Um, this remind, this is kind of like a Saw or um, a Battle Royale. If y'all know Battle Royale, or one, I don't know if that's a Korean um, film as well. But it's basically where a bunch of stu- I ain't gonna spoil it. I well, can tell y'all it's a bunch of students that were gotten in a lot of trouble like juveniles and things of that nature and they go to like this boot camp or this detention center that's on this island and like the teacher like all the like the teachers and the counselors basically set up this game where these kids have to kill each other and there's only one that could live. Yeah. Wild mm-hmm. stuff. Check it out, Battle Royale. But right. um yeah. so I'm telling you, it's it's a good watch. It's a good watch. And that's where a lot of the video game concept come from. Battle Royale comes from that. But when I tell you, I knew everybody I thought everybody was gonna die. I don't think anybody was gonna make it out.
2: Because
3: yeah, because that's how this stuff goes. Like, I knew maybe the operation may be blown up, but I knew it's gonna be deaths, especially when everybody came back on their free will i like oh yeah 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 nobody's gonna feel bad now you asked for it you wanted this you know so it it, the concept was awesome i mean it show you how desperate people are and you know what people would do to you in real life and what they would sacrifice for themselves just for that that almighty dollar you know it's just amazing and it it, is and but if you pay attention to the the story into the character's pride them coming they all majority of them try to take take themselves out you know um numerous of them try to commit suicide or they were going they were set up to be killed you know because they owed so many people money so they really had nothing to lose out in the free world but they could have tried something different but they all had addictive personalities and behaviors or right. something that would put them there so how society looked at them less value which came at the full circle as far as, you know, 001, when he was on his deathbed sh- showing, how, like, people are bad. You know, there's no such thing as good people. And then, you know, even though I don't think he was able to see it, but there are some good pe- people out here. You know, that's like the concept of my podcast. It's trying to really see, you know, I, I absolutely know there are good people out there. Some people just may not know that, but I also absolutely know there are some bad people out there. It's a, it's a evil world with some good people in it, I always say. But this show here it showed from it was like watching something dealing with all the deadly sins you know you know you had lust you had a whole lot of greed you had um vanity you had people that you know it it, it so much backstabbing all through this thing you know it, it was it was a game but us some people have to look at that like when you in the, you know in the workforce sometime you can be friends with somebody but if you're going for a promotion like will that friend stab you in the back Right, you know, and it's sad, but it's life. I think Cedric said Cedric said it several times. That's life. Yeah, and,
4: and that's pretty much how I kind of looked at it. I you summed it up for me on the reel, but I kind of looked at it as like uh, it, it it is a part of life. You know, we go out here and we try to survive, but you know, you and then it, it taught how groups can work together. You know, really with the part of the tug of war thing. You know, how they really came together with that. They were they were smaller in size, but they were stronger in mind. And the older man talked talked talk to him, and he said, you know, what we got to do, we got to keep our heads on. We got to keep our minds together. You know, because if the head can be strong, the tail can even be stronger, because we need to put the strength at the end, you know what I mean, so that you can really pull. And it was a thing to me to where it was real life, but it was it was harsh at the same time you know what i mean mm-hmm. it is one of the things like you know you you come into this world and and things going on and you know life brings about changes where everybody has a greed in them you know it, it does become you need to work as a team it told me it showed me and but at the same time you are really your own team you ain't god you know um it was very uh interesting because you seen both sides of it. You know what I mean? It was uh they they went through what they went through, but just like you just got through saying, if you're not gonna survive for yourself, who's gonna survive for you? It was one of those kind of scenes to me, you know, where I gotta go and do what I gotta do. It's like you or me and how he really hated to see to lose his friend, you know, who he thought was his friend till he realized how his friend pushed the other guy off and he's like, oh, no, you ain't right either. <laughs> you know, you just, you you really a trick, you know, but at the same time, he still had love for his friend. Right,
3: right. You know what
4: I mean? Uh, I felt that it was a very sad part in there to me when he tricked the old man, 001. He tricked 001 with the marbles, you know, telling him, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> and 001 brought it back to him, let him know that, hey, you really didn't trick me. How did you, he gave him the marble and then let him know that loyalty is what life is too.
3: But 001 you know, was the one playing it, the most games though. It and was, like, man. That, 001 that scene was, was, was good. so 001 dope. was good. Bro.
4: But see, he, he came back and he put that marble in his hand. He said to him, do you really mistreat your friends like this? You know, because you, you thought you tricked me because I was saying, well, what did I say? Because I told you about my head injury. And then I told him, what did I say? What was I saying? Oh, no, you said it was it was a uh, I, it, but it was easy. You know, so he was kind of like teaching him a lesson that, you know, going through life is about being for real and honest with people.
3: The whole you know? time 001 was teaching him a lesson, the whole thing. Yeah, the and whole time. Yeah, the whole time. I because think
1: because, 001 really knew his heart the whole time. He knew who he was. Yeah. I think, I think on
3: 001 him. was his daddy. That's how I feel. It okay. is a theory. Yeah. 001. Now, okay. wow. there you go.
0: That's the theory. There you yes. go.
3: Yeah. So wow. I think 001 with his father, and because he took under point,
0: his wing
5: immediately.
3: Immediate. And remember, immediate but it it's remember still a theory, the you
5: guys. Because you know we got to remember it was. It, was it is
3: a theory. It, was, it is a theory. But remember, it was a part where he said he was allergic to chocolate milk or something of that nature, and then um, 001 came up son. behind him and it's like, yeah, I used to beat my son. Yep. He used to say the same thing. Then that neighborhood and they knew the same games. All these things were kind of unique. Um uh, then I'm a back door with this as well. That even with the tug of war, it goes back into real life. Double and one actually had the wisdom because of his not only his age you. and he he didn't he want that told him, Hey, this is what you need to do. He knew that. Only thing you had to do to listen. Listen to your elders. You know, I you know one thing I talk about this quite a bit. You, he may not have the strength as he used to have, but he still got that wisdom, know how to win. And if we come together as as a team, as a culture, as a community, thank you, we can win. Look (laughs) at him
5: dropping gems. Look at him dropping gems. Go, that's right. (laughs) But but you know what? I will say this. Uh, It is interesting that she said wisdom for him because in some ways, when um, especially when I found out who he was at the end. I also think uh 001, I think he was looking to have faith in people again because he had spent a long time manipulating other people and seeing the ugly side of life. And I I that's why initially, I mean, I, I like the idea or the theory that um, you know, the male lead might be might be his son, but at the same time, I'm just wondering if what he saw in him was that this guy was open hearted was he kind of low down? Was he broke down? Yes. You know, stealing from his own mama and all this stuff, but he, at his heart was a good guy and he was caring and he cared about other people. And like, you could tell that because guess what, when they were taking pictures, what did he do? He gave a big wide smile. He wasn't like, even when He knew he was going into some jacked up situation. (laughs) He still did a wide, happy smile. And so I think that that was supposed to tell us that he was in some ways good and kind and innocent. And that's how he treated people pretty much the whole time. Even his friend who had basically left him for bigger and better. He was like propping him up and giving him, you know, his his um you know flowers and stuff like that oh yeah i love this guy you know he came you know he came from my neighborhood he's made big things and i think that that's why 001 um liked him i think that's i think 001 was looking for somebody who represented the best of humanity even if they had stumbled and fallen and needed some help up
2: mm. and you know it's interesting cuz everything culture just uh left for a moment but I found something that he said really interesting before about um, about 001 in that like with 001, the reason that I kind of suspected that he was the mastermind behind all of this initially was because everything culture mentioned the movie saw, and I wasn't able to watch the entire movie saw, but I did know the ending, and in the very beginning of the movie saw, did, did anybody else watch that? Okay, so in the very beginning of Saw, like you see that the the main character is tied up in a room and there's some dude who's like, you know, on the floor with him. And then at the very end of the movie, you find out that the guy who was uh, tied up on the floor and passed out is actually the person who's been in charge of the entire thing. And so in the beginning of the movie, when I saw 001 was like the first person that 456 came in contact, came in contact with i was like here you have a bunch of people who are trapped in these kind of games and you have this one dude who like shows up at the very beginning and i was like i feel like he is kind of like the the parallel of jigsaw in this whole thing and sure enough like that that's how i came out
0: and you know for me what got it was when they had the they let the people loose on each other and that was a it wasn't even a formal game but it was a game and 001 was up on top off away from everybody else and nobody could find them I'm Uh like where this dude go how he gets to separate himself from all of them old frail by himself how he get, you know separated? and it just gave me something ain't up something's wrong with him something's up with him
2: well and and the thing is is that it was only when he fraley said i'm scared i want things that the the guy who's in charge of the game was like all right cut it off because it seemed like he was taking his orders
0: yeah
5: yeah let me ask this question real quick i want to know what they like the least because we're you know this is like a mutual appreciation society when it comes to squid everyone pretty much likes squid in general but what y'all not like about squid
1: That annoying ass woman that the one that was with the dude with the snake on the face and then she got kicked out the group like she was just annoying to me. I I didn't see a point for her being around other than just to be like an antagonist in the movie.
0: Well, there's always somebody like her. There's always somebody who is going to try to kiss up to whoever they think is in control and running it. There's always somebody like her. So I understand why they had her character, but she wasn't annoying as far.
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah um if there was that's a good question
0: (laughs) all right i mean so can i tell you mine mine was because if anybody listens to us they know i have an issue with suspension of disbelief and Mm -hmm. so my suspension of disbelief was cut off when the officer followed them got on the boat attacked the man in the truck the truck is moving, and nobody see any of this. Like, come
4: on, y'all. Okay. Yeah. And all this security they had. Yeah, that was kind of wild, too. But you know, uh, what I didn't like about it was uh, how they really made people just go against each other instead of just kept playing the game. They get they they gave them, uh, something in their food to make them attack. Then they all went into that big fight area. Wait, you right. have to like weed know. them out at that point. I feel like
1: that was the whole point of the weeding at that point—the the strong from the weak. Well, see, I'm really I'm
2: sorry. Go ahead, Yellow. I didn't want to interrupt.
1: No, I was saying that was like the weeding out the strong and the weak. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I got that part because you're just gonna games and it's it's more and more time consuming when you got these weak links all around to get to it they're bringing in the
2: vips like they want to get to the meat of the game so i understood that part see and i like that's actually a part of the the entire story that i really wanted to get to because that's the reason that i think that this is such a good allegory for society because what they did in that scenario was that they introduced artificial scarcity into the entire thing because they admitted they it later on they were like we gave you like too little food for everyone because we wanted to force you to fight. And so if you look at society as a whole, is it a scenario where they are creating artificial scarcity because I mean think look at what Zillow did. Zillow the the real estate company. Um they purposefully like buy up like more real estate in different neighborhoods so that they can drive up the prices of homes so that they can make more money. So it's kind of a, an allegory for how the powers that be create artificial scarcity amongst human beings in order to get us like fighting amongst one another.
3: I, I'll well, say this with all due respect, but duh.
2: <laughs> like, but. Yeah, but, he, but here's the thing is that that's not something like take for example, if you ask people about like diamonds, pe- most people don't realize that diamonds are plentiful, that you can create diamonds, that there are plenty of them out there. But, but what the, the beers company does is that they take as many as they possibly can put them in vaults so that they can drive up the price. Like there is a lot more of what on, we, we think have to go to is the I, I
3: so, work for a place that we distribute food to food uh-huh. banks. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Nobody should be hungry in this world, especially right. in America. Seriously capitalism is the, what is the real enemy that we have here. Once again, I'm trying to think what I don't like about the film. Mm-hmm. I don't think perhaps a better soundtrack. I don't know, but it, it was some of that nature. But when I tell you it's real, that's why I enjoyed it because this is how life is. I'm playing <laughs> a video game right now by the name of civilization. And it's a game, everything like how things, like you said, the artificial scarcity, that's the truth. That's capitalism. Food is expensive. Like, like, why is you have to go and you have to pay? <clears throat> excuse me. Um, let's say seven dollars. Why I'm at for a package of chicken? Okay. Honestly, that chicken could be three dollars, but it's seven dollars. Minimum wage in Texas still seven twenty five, seven fifty. Okay, all these things showing that people can't feed, and it, things are steady going up. But why? Okay, and you just said about the diamonds look it's, i remember have you looked up a car desert before no no yeah. oh not a car a car graveyard i mean thousands of cars in certain places in the united states as well as in like in germany and different places in europe where it's just these vehicles in these huge parking lots never before driven wow never before driven never before touch
0: wow are you
5: serious
3: I've been, I've been knowing this since for 10 years plus so it's, it's, it's like a car graveyard. And why, why do I mean, they like,
2: create the cars and why do they have them sitting there? Cause cause oh, so they have jobs. jobs. So, nobody's.
3: So- you know how much food is thrown away? Yeah. Like we. If I if I go if you want to see how much food is thrown away, go and volunteer for your local food bank. And one of the hardest mm-hmm. things going to do is to actually get food to people. And if you think about it, the big game. Well, if the food was a little bit more affordable, people would buy this food and use it for their family, but. It's just so, and and COVID showed this so much more now. So it kind of shows what we see here. Um, It's enough money. Like you see what we're going through right now. Let's just print some more money. It's a belief. So when you talk about the artificial scarcity, it's all about a belief. It's all about power. It's all about control. And just like how I enjoyed where they show how white men showed up at the end that was really the people who's paying for this. And what were their main thing was, is to control. Especially the one that was trying to rape um,
2: um, <laughs> officer.
3: Yeah, His main thing was control. I yeah. want you to do what I want you to do when I want you to do it and how I want you to do it too. Sadistic. So Simple as that. And that's 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 real. That's that's Hollywood. That you you see these type of things happen right in front of us, day by day. Um, People that want to. Why do you want this power? What do you want to do with? You no, know, what you want to do with this holy grail? You know <laughs> what you want to do with this this influence you have? Right. You know.
4: So different that's, people,
3: that's
4: different people. Different are very, money is the root to all evil. Mm. Real big, real big thing. You know, because it's all about the money.
3: The love of you
4: know, money. The love of <laughs> money. Right. I got control of you because I got this. You see, I don't even think that's too much to I'm gonna run you and have you doing what I need you to do instead of you doing what you want to do because so, I, I got this piece of paper here that's gonna control you. And see, that's they, what they, they was controlled by. They was controlled by money. And then see, yeah. they, at the same time, they turned around and put them in. They had them. They had them in a debt situation. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. Like we, we got you where we got you where we want you we started losing in real life. life because they had their whole their whole life, you know, right there in their hand. Mm-hmm. You know, that's this is it. what you're doing. This that's you, how you don't have it. a reason right. give them a thought it's just like a lot of folks say, you know, you they don't have a reason to live. Mm-hmm.
3: You know,
4: because what we did, we put you in such a uh what uh, a the word situation. is uh when you My depressed. Interest. We put you in such a big depression area in your life to where you know, you you just you do you, lo- you feel lost. you feel lost. You done. You know what I mean? It's like nothing is nothing else can exist anymore. Cause you don't have you don't have the financials to pull yourself out of this debt. So what we'll do, we'll we'll play a game with you. Right. I mean, well, it's,
0: it's
2: life, man. It's real life. Something else. If you'll speak to the um the state of Korean economics and how People live in that perpetual debt because you were telling me about that the other day.
5: Well, I mean, I'll just—I don't know all the ins and outs. I just read an article, and maybe um, Sung Ray read it too, where they were talking about like the debt crisis in in South Korea because there are people who live in perpetual debt. The way that we live in perpetual credit, so I think it's the same thing is happening all over the world. We just didn't realize it, or we don't real, or it looks. Slightly different so for us it's like people are paycheck to paycheck and they're like living on credit for them they go into full-on debt and then they're and it's the same thing and then they are continually trying to pay that down and it gets worse and worse and worse it's the same thing so i mean yeah. but yeah I, I totally agree with cedric i think when you have the when when they put your survival on the line. They make it seem like, oh, okay, if you don't have that money, and therefore you, all of a sudden, to the exclusion of your family, to the exclusion of anything else that that should be important to you, all you can fixate on is that I don't have the money to get by. I can't seem to survive enough, and so then you risk your good life. Look at Ali; he risked his wife, his kid, the ki- the young child he had, or he risked it all. And it was like, dude, okay, even if you have to go back to your country, you don't need to be in this situation. So, his situation was, by and large, the most um, tragic of, of all of them. But, um, I'll, I'll shut up now.
3: <laughs> no, you, you made a point that I was trying job. to get to, is once again, real life, how people, the, the the concept of money, It once again, money is just a belief in the paper. But you can have power, you can have strength, you can have intelligence, you can have charisma. You can have artistic value in numerous different ways. But everything can circumstance that with that dollar bill, that faith behind that. And that's your change in good or favors or talents, okay? But look at real life how people... I I I worked for pawn shops. I worked for a rental center. I worked for CPS. And when I tell you that when he... The relationship he had with his daughter and his ex-wife, <clears throat> the comment she made... You took him out. She took. He took her to get a fast food dinner. Really, he could have just spent time with her, took her to the park or something. But he went to a fast food dinner. First thing the wife was like, You took her to get junk food. Her, her stepdaddy got her steak for dinner. You know, that concept has already been taught, just Dang like in real life. I got my nephews, will come to me, you know, uh, Uncle Drake, Uncle Brandon, whatever. You no, know, I got the new Jays. I don't give a damn about them Jays. What's your grades looking like? How you acting? Thank you. What's your behavior? Because I, these are type. Because the Squid Games are happening every day. I'm telling y'all yes. that right now. Yes, they're having people get depressed, and I hear what? How can I help you? Give me money. Mm. That's how I can help you. Money. Like, and and, and that's what the elder man. What I think he was showing is like the money is the exchange of being a good person. But people, you have to be a good person just for money? No, no. But this, this is more, a um, more of a question about philosophy and the thought process of humankind. And that's why I think this is so deep. It resonates. Uh, and that's the way how we, have, just like with comedy, we have to mask the education with some type of entertainment.
2: Right. Yeah, because I think that it's easier for people to be able to accept a lesson if they're being entertained or if they're laughing at a particular thing. It was, um, it was interesting, though, because I think that, like, even beyond the money, it was a matter of pride for most of the characters. Like, say, for example, with um, the guy who was, like, the childhood best friend of the, um, of mm-hmm. the protagonist. The like, one
0: who sold his mama's whole world?
2: Right. Like, yes, he would have gone to, like, prison, but, yeah. like, it was more a matter of, like, his pride than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, with the protagonist... It was a scenario of, well, I'm not gonna, re- I'm really not gonna be able to like, be a good father to my daughter. Like, I'm not gonna be able to measure up to her stepfather. Now, for the young lady who had the brother who was in an orphanage and whose mother was in North Korea, now that was a matter of su- survival. But for a good portion of these people, it's because they just didn't feel like they were measuring up in life. And
0: measuring up according to what others are saying, not necessarily right. according to your
2: internal
3: beliefs right bingo
1: i mean but that took it back to what 001 had said to uh 456 when they had randomly met outside in the rain at the little eatery he was like you Mm -hmm. know i came back and i'm just reminded of all the harsh realities that i'm faced with and and it's just that's what it is you know it's that was the draw to pull back into the game in the initial in the first place yeah
5: yeah, I think I think that um, a lot of them had, you know, I think I don't know if it was Drake or who said it exactly about they had like addictive personality in kind, in some kind of way because you notice that four fifty six, you know, he was a gambler. Like all um, all of them had their like trigger that made them go, you know, okay, I have to be in this, and that's why I thought it was so ingenious that um, you know the way the the way that they tested them to see if they could be given a card. Was to have the fine, the fabulous Gung Yu, like meet them on <laughs> the street, like meet them on the street, like straight up doing some um, anti-Morpheus type stuff. Like, you know, hey, you want to play a game? I, I, do you want, you know? And then at the end, he's like, "Do you want the 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 blue pill or the green one? You know, like which card do you want? Like, yeah, it was some crazy stuff. But, but I think it was because he needed to test to see if they'd be down for getting their their butts kicked, to see if they would be down for losing their dignity. Because what what went down with 456, right? He was like, okay, let's play. But you know what? If you look like you're losing, but you want to stay in the game, let me just slap you around a bit. Now, come on now. A man walking up to another man, let me just slap you around for some money. And then 456 is like, yeah, I'm down for it. (laughs)
2: right
5: we
0: got, got him slapped me, me, this, is the, is. this is the question this is the question would you okay. all play the squid game if you could if you weren't going to be killed but you might get slapped around a little bit
3: people play football every day yep. I was going to say yes <laughs> Outland,
1: look. I was like what's yeah. the difference between that and football um, That's
2: exactly what was in my mind okay. yeah and you know what is really interesting is that like when the protagonist was getting slapped by the other guy. When he finally did win that, um, you know that that competition, like where they were throwing the things down on the ground, he wanted to slap the guy back. He didn't yeah, even he care did. if he got the money initially. He was like, "Oh, it's my turn to slap you." He had forgotten He's all like, about the money. Right. So it was more about power and pride than anything else. Yeah. He
0: had to stop him. Tell no man, you, you get paid. You don't get to hit me.
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely. If we're not dying, I'm definitely
4: going into the squid game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what was your favorite game?
2: Ooh,
4: tug of war for me.
2: Yeah, it was. It was so
4: strategic. Well, it, it was like tug of war for me because it made it made them like come together as a team, and it made them to uh, show your strength mentally and more than physical strength. You know. And how you can, how you can, you can beat your opponent by, you know, just let them, let them pull, let them, let them pull. Then we're gonna run up on them and let them lose their grip, and then we're gonna snatch them across. You know, so that was kind of my thing. I, I really, I really looked at tug of war as life. You know, because that's what life's, that's what life is sometimes. You know, it's a tug of war game. You know, how do I make it? I gotta go to work. Uh, I don't feel like it, but I got to tug. I got to push on and keep moving, you know, and make myself do what I need to do because I got to pay bills. You know, that's that's a tug of war in life
1: to me. Mm. I think the marbles was mine, but not like the odds even marble game, the throw it in the hole marble game.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, that, that was me. And I think that because, you know, it made it about just real chance, real skill. You know, the, there was nothing against the odds and evens, but it was traditional. It was what they were. Everyone was doing. You know, we had to change it up to make it tailored for to meet both
2: of our skill levels, and I think that was good. You know, you know, for for me, it's difficult to say, but I'm gonna have to go with red light. Whew. Nope. I'd like to say red light, green light because that's when you really saw that number one was in charge of it because of that smile that he had on his face. But I'm actually going to say it was that um, that cracker game because there were so many different ways for people to win. Like there was the woman who used the lighter. There was um, the protagonist who started licking it. Um, there were people who just won it off of skill. Like it really showed how resourcefulness could be to
3: be used. I'm a roll with red light, um, green light, because it was very simple. Follow the rules. Very simple. Follow the rules, and you know that's kind of my sadistic part, and my previous, you know, things I've done in life, and even communicate with somebody. Hey, it's not that complicated. Shut your ass! Um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> And wait, if you paid attention, oh, people thought, it. oh, you think it's a game. Braw. Okay, now, are you listening now? Okay, man, how, <laughs> how many people was wiped out? And look how many people that just don't pay attention or listen or view. That, and that's what, I'm telling, you, that's how the society, you know, people came together and really paid attention and listened and took things serious, but, oh, no, they playing. It, it, and that's, and that set the foundation of this show, and they said it numerous times, follow the rules. Even going to the cookie game, we didn't, we just say hey, the rules are this, this, and this, whatever you take to get there, you can do it, but just follow these bare rules. Simple as that. So that's why I enjoy the red light, green light.
2: You know, it's, it's uh, like, it's fascinating what you are saying about people coming together because like, say for example, the whole system of squid games is very much like our, our economic and our social structure, right? And they all had an opportunity to come together and to opt out of the entire thing. And they did, or at least half of them did. They left. But then it kind of shows how, even if someone were like, hey, listen, we can like tear down this whole system. We can like eliminate debt for everybody. Some way or another, everyone's gonna say, oh, uh, let's go back to that. You know, because what was it? Like a 93 percent retention rate of like the people yeah. who wanted to go back yeah i
0: think it was like seven or eight people at the most who didn't return everybody else came back
2: right and so we are putting ourselves we're, we're shackling ourselves for the most part because we're agreeing upon being in this scenario
3: absolutely i'll talk about i'll talk about this in other concepts like <clears throat> white, white gays um but when people so want to be a part of something that mm-hmm. they uh Pass on their own well being and where they come from to be yes. accepted by something different. You feel me? And that's on your it. Way. Yeah, that's it right there. I'm just looking as a clear example. I don't care. I just want to be, I just want to get this money so I can be accepted by people that really don't accept me most of the time. Or it's what we call society. But when I tell you it's such a good. Straight example of this, and when it, when I I'm, I'm I'm glad y'all having this conversation right here, this episode right here, because I don't know if anybody's looking at it as deep as it can go. You know, I, we see a lot of funny stuff and people doing paintballing and they are replaying it, but the concept of how if everybody stopped working, or everybody stopped um, using credit cards, if everybody stopped um, participating in whatever particular system, how quickly that system would crash.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But. Unfortunately we have people they want to benefit from that system as well.
2: As there's long gonna, as like there's the hope that you can benefit from that system, the most people wife, stay the, in it. Even the American if the, dream right.
5: Right. And and just to to you know bum off of what um Drake also talked about when he was talking about the rules and people for adhering to the rules and being told these rules, it was just very interesting. Um Moses and I have had discussions about people who are rule breakers and don't follow the rules and it was interesting that the friend who's the lawyer paid attention to the rules so that he could manipulate those rules Mm. because he was the one who was bringing it to them like oh okay you know one of the rules is um, if you do this we can leave because people they felt they were trapped they felt like they had no way out and so then they were like freaking out right and he was like no you still have a way out you just need to pay attention to and manipulate the rules and so that's the thing for us you know we we are raised reared indoctrinated in society most societies i think it's a function of humanity and not like any one country or anything to adhere to rules to follow the rules because then you are controlled and and things can be controllable so it's, it's not cool just us, it's everything. what you say?
2: It's cool to follow the rules.
5: Uh, yeah, that's, that's something that uh, Moses and I used to say when we were younger. I don't know where we got that from. We say it sarcastically now. Um, but it is it is this thing where maybe instead of patting yourself on the back for following the rules, you look at the rules to see how you can manipulate it. So you stop being a player and you
0: start owning
5: the board. But Mm. go on
0: (laughs) so with that then let's talk about the themes because you all have brought this theme of rules and the theme of how it affects our regular American life how do you feel like any of these themes remind you of life as a black man
4: Mm. struggle
0: elaborate
4: (laughs) well Uh, I, I just, I don't know yet.
0: Okay, let me, that's okay. Let, me think,
4: let okay. me think about it a little bit more because the struggle of life, you know, and ask that question again. How does what?
0: How do you feel like, because we've talked about a lot of things, mm-hmm. how do you feel like these themes relate to you as a black man or as an American, but more specifically as a black man?
2: Well, I'll say this. I think that that moment when the, the head bully beat that guy to death, um, you know, in, the, like in their sleeping area,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and you saw that the guards, i.e. the governing body, did nothing about it. And then when you saw that the person was actually, like, that they were actually rewarded for it because that took someone off the board and more money went into the, into the piggy bank, it's like you started to see like the same thing that I think some black Americans or minorities start to see. It's like, oh, wait a second. Like the governing body or the government does help in some ways, but in some ways it's like, no, nah, we'll step away. Like there's Like there's no clear defined rules in which to protect you all the time. And so it's like, if a person who is powerful enough wants to do something, they can get away with it and are rewarded for it. And so I think that's part of the reason that like minorities and specifically black people are like, you know what, I'm not going to trust the government. On the one hand, like, yes, the government sent in the national guard to escort, you know, little kids into schools in order to integrate them um, and made laws for equality and black people can sue the government. But on the other hand, sometimes the government will just completely drop the ball and just reward evildoers for being powerful. I mean, so at the same
3: time, the government would kill the leaders of (laughs) that community as well. For real, absolutely. So I was going to say real
1: quick, let's go back to where Cedric said the struggle, because... Uh
0: Uh-oh, he's gone.
3: Man, he about to drop something too on us, man. I know, no, right? His, <laughs> his face is ready, man. <laughs> he, got the, he pointing at us too? Like, <laughs> like,
2: like, I have a dream. Man,
3: so <laughs> in, until my brother Yellow comes back, I'll throw mine out there. Um, it, it's realistic, home, going back to that false sense of the false sense of you have a decision, you have a choice. That and by being black, you have to fight. You can learn this. You can learn the rules, know the rules, but unless you got somebody connected, you, it's gonna be hard for you to actually succeed to be successful at times. Um, It's a book that I read res- recently, on um, "The Spook by the Door," and it kind of brings up know the rules and know how to use these rules to benefit you and your people. But while you're doing that, it's really hard to do so because you go you got to fight your own people sometimes, even though you're trying to help them. And just going back to the even the crab in the bucket uh, syndrome, you got if we once again you have some guys that's there just to bring other people down. Look at the part about the um we showed that clearly when it came down to the glass floors. Um man, people get pushed all over the place. Doesn't matter, you know, if people show their true colors. Um going to Sigmund Freud, you have your id, ego, super ego. A lot of people are just using that id coming down there. You know, it's to my survival, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. But, and it's really looked at as a whole point of wanting back to control and being black. I'm seeing this right now day by day. I can try to talk to my brothers and my sisters and my folks, let's come together. And it takes work. And sometimes they don't trust each other. You know, sometimes, you know, and it, 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 I understand, I understand why we don't trust each other and how do you change someone that's been hurt been broken has been literally beaten and been put against one another and when it's time to come together and and propaganda put us against one another and that's i'm looking at this right here you know it's just you you're you're locked in together supposed to work together for and they they tell you only one person can win too which is absolutely not true
2: yeah hey so i have somewhat of a a controversial um, opinion or outlook on on a particular thing. The friend the childhood friend I don't remember his name when they were up on that bridge and the guy seemed like he was hesitating and he pushed him I would have pushed him too. Here's my reasoning behind it and it's exactly what the guy said is Are that, you
0: talking about during tug of war?
2: No 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 when they were on that glass bridge. Okay once, okay. It's because the guy was hesitating and he wasn't moving forward. He wasn't making a decision. They had like a minute left on the clock. Um, and it's like, you don't wanna come from that cold and calculating place. But if, like say for example, if I had people behind me that I care about and that I wanted to live, that like me being compassionate to this guy and saying, oh no, take as much time as you want to make this decision. That's not helping anybody out. Like, he had to push that guy so that at least those other two people behind him could be able to survive.
3: See, I'm not even thinking so much of the friend, you know, the quote-unquote friend, the doctor. I'm thinking about the bully, the gangster, the thug. Oh yeah. I'm talking about him. Because he did the same thing, and he could use the same rhetoric or a thought process i had to do it you know to make sure it was taking too much time even though it was like five minutes on the clock or something but when it came down for him to take that first step right what'd he do
1: he was being a bitch all the whole time right.
3: right all y'all everybody we all go die yeah everybody mm-hmm. now i
2: think he was doing it out of like self-survival or self-preservation and i could say the same thing about the childhood friend but looking at the time constraints just seeing like how if the guy had let it run down any longer just because he couldn't make a decision, like, at that point, if it means me and the two other people behind me dying just because this guy doesn't want to move forward, the guy needs to move forward. Same thing with me. So I see why he pushed him.
3: Can I tell you something that I find hilarious? I can say this is a part of it that I don't like that didn't make sense. This could be like what I don't like when they had to choose the number. What if he chose one? Just saying, what if he chose one? What would happen? You know, all the thought process that 001 had would be out the window. If old boy didn't run up and choose number 13, you know, choose the number one instead, you know, this would have been a very different situation.
2: But 001 was completely prepared for, like, 456 to die. I think he wanted him to win, but he was completely prepared for him to die.
0: All right, yellow. You're back with us. Go ahead, because you look like you had some hot yeah.
1: fire. You was getting ready to spit. <laughs> My struggle. bad. I, yeah, the, yeah, the struggle. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I was saying, um the struggle thing kind of runs back into the rules, because the struggle for us, and the first thing that came to Cedric's mind is the struggle is if we don't follow the rules, we're eliminated, and that is the struggle. You know what I'm saying? That is our struggle. That is a real life thing for us. And the shit that we face daily, you know, mainstream media, it's knowledge, it's seeing, it is what it is. So having to, I guess like, you've given us inadequate living conditions, inadequate, you know, funding for whatever we need or for ourselves, yet you're still requiring us to follow these rules that you have put in place, which you know, we're going to struggle doing that. And hence, we're gonna end up being eliminated. So it works in your your plan. On like 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 Drake said, you know, the governing body sit back and they will do nothing and something all at the same time.
4: And and then they would add stuff to you so that you can do wrong. <laughs> That's the killing
1: part of it. They they, they give make you the them, chemical in your food to make you fight each other. Right. To make you. They'll
3: put the guns in the community. Okay, put the and the drugs in know. the community, and yeah. they're like,
4: and, and oh, the on every corner.
3: how did this you know? get here? You
1: know, yeah. <laughs> like where did it get? It makes sense. Uh, oh, don't worry. Just take this steak knife. You might need it.
4: Yeah. Right. You know, so it, it's a it's a thing to make you feel. But at the same time, you can't be successful if you choose to follow their rules all the way. And their rules, like you said, can can end up harming you more than anything. Because you could be following rules and be accidentally killed because you look like you weren't following a rule. Because what?
1: Because what know? was the yeah. point of the bridge blowing up at the end, like an old girl getting impaled with the big old piece of glass, like right? You didn't have to blow the bridge up. You know, you right. could have turned the lights back on. The game is ended. Send them back.
4: Right. But well, we're gonna we'll try to take you out any way we can.
2: You know. I think, I think the point of blowing the bridge up was to make sure that like nobody was gonna be standing on the bridge past the allotted amount of time. But like, yeah, it kind of sucked how she got then, that the charter glass.
1: Yeah, drop the bridge, like undo the hint bridge fall. Fair enough. You know what I mean? their intent was to harm absolutely. their intent was definitely to harm you know so like i said oh you made it you might have made it barely and you still got fucked
3: up in the process right that was, that was another part i didn't like too. That yeah. Was a yeah
2: well and like to think that all of this was to like how many people were in the squid games to begin with like 700 a thousand something like that <clears throat>
3: The, think, in this current one, it was three hundred. It was whatever the number the guy yeah. we had four fifty six. Right,
2: yeah, because he was the
0: last person four fifty six. You're
2: right. Yeah. Um, to think that it was all to serve the interest and in the entertainment of like five people, if not maybe there's maybe there are more who were just watching on television, those those five were the ones who decided to come. But like, <laughs> like how much of like the three hundred million plus people in the United States? How much of our work and our effort is meant to actually just serve the interest of like maybe a thousand people at the top of the pyramid you know the economic and social pyramid in, in the united states like yeah
4: but you look at it like this too though if y'all looked at that part uh another conversation i guess but if you look at the point where Even though you was dead, you was killed. We still gonna use you. We taking your organs. Yeah. we gonna sell them. I mean, so it's about it's about them, them building themselves. You see what I'm saying? We'll take your organs and we'll sell them too. Even though we didn't shot you up. Then they say, Well, when y'all shot them with the semi-automatics, we couldn't use none of them organs. You know what I mean? So we gotta figure out another way to do it. So they didn't do it that way no more. They right. just end up using a gun, boom, we we'll are shooting you in the head. You know what I mean? Right. They don't headshots and stuff, you know. So it's it's like I say, I I I really looked at it as a reality show to me too. Cause it was like reality of like how life really goes. You know what I mean? Right. You know, you um, talk about people dying and donating their oil. well, if they ain't dying if they ain't die quick enough and donating, we you know, we on the streets. We we as black men, we as black men, we have to worry about driving down the street. Mm-hmm. And getting pulled over by somebody who said that they were going to protect us and going to make sure that we do right. But if we, we've taught as kids, put both hands on the steering wheel up so they can see. You know what I mean? Don't go to get your wallet out your pocket or nothing like that. You might get shot in the back of your head. You know, who knows what they're doing with our bodies once they once they get them there. You know what yeah. I mean? If and I we go all it. the way back. Yeah, I remember the, the kid that was uh in high school found rolled up in the mat and okay. come to find out all his organs was gone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's like it's like wow, you know, it's deeper than just killing them. You see what I'm saying? You yeah, know it goes, it goes into a whole lot more. And we as black, we have some strong genes. You know, look at us. We don't wrinkle all up. We don't just get to that age and we get totally wrinkled out and all of that. We we got some strong black people have strong genes.
2: Right. You know, the pigment in our skin is real tough. I think it's way. also a matter of being able to take, like, the assets of the people that you abuse and then kind of toss to the side, you know? Because whether or not it's taking a home from people who, like, when a neighborhood is gentrified and they they can no longer, like, pay t- the property taxes, like, their home is taken from Or, like, say, for example, and this is one of the best examples, like, how with the 2008 financial crisis, Like, all these people lost their homes. And so what happened? All that wealth, all that land, all that real estate was reverted back to the banks and to the holdings of a small group of people. Mm -hmm. So they were able to take, essentially, the organs or the assets or the homes of all these people.
4: Mm -hmm. Put you in more depression. Right. Make you more depressed. You know, I can't survive. What can I do? Let's go play the game. Let's go to the squid game. You know I can't survive anymore. And
3: <laughs> yeah, but it's hard. I, I was taught certain lessons in life um, that sucks. I, I learned. I worked when, I worked at a pawn shop when I was eighteen, nineteen. I worked at um, Rent a Center doing repo and sales at twenty, twenty one. And both those jobs, and I worked somewhere else that was like some type of Cricket wireless internet service. Um, and all those jobs, I had a white supervisor, black supervisor, and uh, Latin Hispanic supervisors, Mexican um, supervisors. And I had a different lesson on all three about you can't help everyone. It it sucked, it was real hard. And oh, and I went, once again, this is me being young, and they were like, You're a really good guy, Drake. You know, you got a good heart with sending me. But they're like, You can't help everybody. Mm-hmm. When I worked at the pawn shop, I had a, I, I can't tell you the full story, but a friend of the family come in. I tell people all the time, one of my weaknesses is seeing black women cry. That's like one of my kryptonite. Okay. And I saw, I saw her crying. She couldn't get her mama rings out of pawn. And I was like, I got to do something. I got to help out somehow, some way. And I was, I had an idea. I was going to like extend her pawn. I was going to Instead of she paid at $25, $30 instead of one week, I'll give her two weeks. Or maybe three. It was something around that nature because she would come in every every Friday and pay like thirty dollars every thirty every, every week. But like uh, and think about it, these weeks that add up. But I said I extended. I told her when she came in next time, make made sure to check out. I said I'm extending for three weeks. You come back, they're gonna save you a little bit. Out. You can get one of your rings out and it's gonna drop it down for your lower price. I'm in a position to help you out, sister. Put you in a better position. And when I tell y'all this woman cusses me out, I don't talk about cuss. Me not curse, cuss me out like loud. I mean, had everyone in the store look at me. My supervisor come out, white guy. I'm like, I've never been in trouble. And he was like, I'm trying he was like this young man trying to read my pockets. Don't need to need to mind his woo woo business, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, we know each other. I know your situation because I work here. I seen your situation because you're breaking down crying. But guess what? Would she be in Squid Games? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, she would be in Squid Games. And be mad when she lose, when she' about to get shot. And, and it's hard to see something like that because you see the system has got a hold of that person. She would come in, put stuff in pawn, and put stuff on layaway. You paying on two things you have neither one in your possession.
4: Okay. Well, now, so my, my thing is this: why we, why? Okay, say it like this: Why they didn't just come together? It's it's four hundred some of them, and it's probably. A hundred of guards, you know what I mean. So because they wouldn't get
3: the money, you get the, money. You get the right. money
0: if you knock out the people with the money, but,
1: but, and they got but, guns, and the people don't. Yeah, it's it's like I
0: mean, we could take their guns. That, that's 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 you
4: know. But it's
1: whatever.
2: the money. It's, it's the months. money. There you go. It's the dollar.
4: Yes. It's,
2: and you could say the same thing about society. It's like you know there are more of us, and there are police officers and army personnel but they got the guns, and if we take them out, then society falls. That means your electricity isn't running, you're not going to have, like, clean water. The accoutrements that you've grown accustomed to, like, all that's going to fall apart. And so I think that was part of their reasoning for not wanting to, like, just topple everything. Yeah. But here's my question, though. Like, Because I think we can all, it's very easy to point out the things that we see as the shortfalls of society through looking at it through the lens of like squid games. But then what is a actually, an actual healthy, well-functioning society look like? Hmm. Like, Like, is there always gonna be a certain amount of like inequality built in where, you know, there are people who are just suffering? Or is there a scenario where, like, everyone can have enough, where everyone is educated well? Like, is there, is a utopia possible? And what does that look like? Because I think that we get so focused on saying, this is what's wrong, this is what's wrong, this is what's wrong. I agree. I'm not a, I'm not a religious person, but like, it does say in the Bible, why people perish for lack of vision, right? So what is the vision of an actual well-functioning? Society. Or is this it?
0: Mm. No, we
2: know this ain't, it. This, can't be
3: it. this ain't it. Well, I was and to answer your question, I say no. Because the example I gave, you know, it, it's always gonna it it's been here since biblical times and before that, you know. I don't think it's ever gonna stop. You know, should it be better? Should it be a little bit more level? Yes, in my opinion. It shouldn't be i I don't believe in extreme uh, unridiculous wealth. I only uh, believe in extreme, unridiculous poverty as well. We can have balance, but unfortunately we got people that are greedy. We have people that don't prepare. We have people that don't put into the the community, but want everything out of it possible. And we got people that just put in and is left out with nothing as well. So that ideology is is hard, but uh, but paying attention to the history and the things I've seen in life, I don't think it's ever going to stop. But my thing is trying to make it better, you know. I try to I lead a way that you know we can hopefully have some better people to grow out, uh, grow up, and do better and make people feel better. Um, I can step outside my house right now, and I can, you know, by the time I make it to the grocery store, it's gonna be at least twenty to thirty homeless people I'm gonna come across. Right, and and that's why I say if you brought Squid Games to Seattle, that thing gonna be packed. Okay. And you know, honestly, I don't know if it, I, you know that that's you. I don't know they'll be packed because I don't think everybody wants the money. I think some people being homeless is like freedom or without a house, let's say that you know, people with, uh, without houses. You know, I think they still have their. I, I've talked to a black woman that was homeless for she say, for nine years. She said, I never went one day without taking a shower, I had everything I needed.
0: And I think that that is real because there are people who are content and being. Outside of what our constructs of society or normalness are, they are okay and comfortable with. No, I don't go to work every day. No, I ain't getting no regular paycheck, but I eat every day. I do this and I'm good because they figure out how to work the system for them and they're comfortable.
2: Yeah.
4: But we have been raised on uh, not trusting one another, not trying to build with one another. You know what I mean? Sure. We were raised, you know, as people to grow into that type of lifestyle, you know, like, hey, you got to get your, I got to get mine, remember them old sayings, uh-huh. you know, and it's, it's like real sad, you know, because like he said, he tried to help a lady, and she cussed him out, you know what I mean, I tried to help somebody that was homeless one time, you know, hey, man, I'll go get you something, to eat. I ain't ask you for nothing, to eat. I asked you for some money, I'm all like, what? So it's like, you know what, hey, man, you keep your sign, brother, <laughs> you know, keep your sign we could, you know, yeah. because cause they become, you know, it's like, you know, I want what I want. Right. I don't want what you're gonna do to help me. How you know how to help me, you know, but we uh we need to come together and start training our youth to become more loving, compassionate, and and and, and helping one another, build together. Because like you see, you know, we support. We are the biggest. We are the biggest uh, consumers. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We support. We support all these Chinese people. I mean, Chinese people you see in your neighborhood. You know what I mean? We all rent to the Chinese. shop. But they'll come over here and they'll get. They get a spot, and ten of them in the house don't get no Oxy permit or nothing. And they okay. You know, so are they really trying to help? Americans, you know? Well, you know what? Well,
3: they're trying to help Well, this is (laughs) what...
5: Right, and and that's the thing. Why are we resenting them for doing the thing that we should be doing? They know how to sacrifice. They know how to, like, they have an eye on the prize. The whole concept,
0: you go on, I'm going to jump in, and I agree with you 110% something else. The concept of the village, we lost that, and it was stripped from us, but we need to return to that because intergenerational households having groups together moving together is a whole function of building but we are so busy with everybody wanting to individualize we've lost that
5: right and that's what they push they push you know individual success so it's like okay let's put this person or that person let's put oprah on the pedestal and make it i think drake was the one or one of you all talked about maybe it was jella talked about you know putting up one and making them the ideal or or heralding and celebrating that one person like only one at a time and it's like no it didn't have to be that way not at all and so it's like when you work together like even the number of times I've had conversations with folks about okay why don't say black men work together more black men work together fine in many instances but like Maybe not as much as I dreamed that y'all would work together. I mean, that would be wonderful. So I love having opportunities to see you all talking about things. I go looking for opportunities to see Black men talking to each other, to just get like that bird's eye view of you all communicating with each other. But definitely it is a thing. In, um you know, like speaking to what Cedric said, I'm not going to... Um, feel some type of way because somebody has figured it out and we haven't. Like Moses always talks about if, if, if you don't feel like America is your country, realize that America is still a place where you can make some money. And that's what lots of, uh, not foreigners, lots of immigrants, let me use that word, lots of immigrants do. They come to this country with a goal in mind, focused on their families, focused on success, and they use America for that. While we look at America and say, why don't you love us? You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, we and we are citizens to the rooftops. Even during Jim Crow, we were still going into their military. We were still dying for the, in, in their wars. And, and, and so that's why I'm like, you can never take that away from us. But I'm not going to go after the Chinese or any other immigrant for doing the thing we should be doing. You get what I'm saying?
4: I totally agree with you on that to a certain degree on, on that. But we as... I, I've seen this as people growing and, and getting together and building something together. We start to look at somebody else, what they have, more than staying focused on what we have and doing what we supposed exactly. to do with what we have. We become focused exactly. on, on you. You ended up with a new car or you ended up with some new shoes on, but I didn't get none. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's it's the, like he said, the crabs in the bucket. You know what I mean? You you gonna sit there instead of continuously building with one another, we get selfish. We get like, oh, I gotta get mine now. You know what I mean? I gotta keep building for me. I gotta build for my kids, my family. You know, instead of continuously taking a pot and putting it together, and stirring it up and getting that real gumbo out of it. You,
2: you know? know? I, I think that, um, and this is, of all the controversial statements that I'll make, I think black people don't really have a vision of what uh, a healthy anyway. health society would look like. Um, and I think that there's the, the fear on the part of black people because they look, they're like, okay, so if we weren't in the United States, then where's the other place that Black people can go in order to be in real community? Well, Africa. And then the the pervasive image of Africa is that it is an ill-functioning, like, crap hole. So it's like people will, like, Black people are like, yeah, you know, like, maybe being a part of American or white society or Western society isn't all that great, but we don't know what it's actually going to look like if we're just trying to run things on our own. So I'll choose the devil that I don't, that I do know versus the devil that I, the devil that I do know. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. I'll choose the devil that I do know versus the devil that I don't know.
3: Yeah. That's because a we,
2: can, we can talk about the concept of like building. And yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And I'd be fine living in a society of like 100% black people. Um, as long as I know that like, it's going to function well. And I think that one of the things that really stops black societies from 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 functioning well and it's not because black people aren't capable i think that there's so much infighting between between black people and it's not just the united states it's in africa as well i mean in nigeria I, and i and I, I see you i see you drake you got, I, me I, one I, second I you got it you got it in in nigeria you have the the um the yoruba you have the hausa you have the igbo and you have the other like like other tribal groups, and these people do not like one another. And so, of course, infrastructure isn't going to come together. So it's like, yes, I think there's so much worldwide brainwashing of Black people, not only to want to be European, but also to believe we're just not capable of building a well-functioning society. And so I think that's the reason we don't come together. Because we're like, come together for what?
3: (laughs) Mm, mm, Yes. Thank you, Moses. That was beautiful. Seriously. And this conversation I have almost on a daily basis. Last night, we went out to eat with a couple. We're talking about why don't Black people move back to Africa. I've had episodes talk about June. I, I celebrate Juneteenth before it became popular. I've been celebrating Juneteenth since I was a baby, since I was a child. That was that's the holiday that I celebrate. And you know, and it's the reason behind it. People don't even talk about the Juneteenth massacre and things of that nature. You know, people, you can't even Google it and find it. That's how crazy it is. But when it comes down to unity, one thing we have to understand. One, I am my my grandparents, my I know for a fact my great 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 my maternal paternal grandfather was a slave. His wife, where well, his grand, my, his son, wife was a native American. My roots are tied into America, this soil right here. My people work with this, but at the same time, I want to know my roots in Africa as well. But either way, my culture is here. Everything culture is for a reason. We can have our different cultures and our different backgrounds, and our different tribes and our different beliefs, but you need, we need to respect one another about it, and that's the point. Then when it comes down to us, we have all these different we've been separated so much because that's was the point as well, even with slavery. When you start seeing them come together, separate them' mm. something put one at the top for them to fight with one another, and you know it's it's so ingrained, and it's easy now. once you get them fighting with one another, we ain't got to do much, but once they come together, that's the problem. Right, you know, we get like the conversation right here is probably tapped in somewhere to be honest because it's no <laughs> like it, it's 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 I'm serious, it's no coincidence how these things happen. But when we come in, once again, and everybody everybody said we need a leader, we need a leader. No, we don't. We all should be leaders, we all should step up in our own roles and our way and provide that. And that's the big and that because it's easy to take out the leader. But when you all everybody have a leader, it's it's like, do you want you no know, quote unquote? Um, do you want to have a, a a strong a strong leader and weak followers, or do you want uh, a weak leader with strong followers? If that doesn't even make sense, you know, because when you have those strong followers, they are leaders within themselves, and everybody don't have to and everybody don't have to play the same position. If you yeah. look at this as like football or basketball or any other sport. Hell, you know, everybody can't run the ball. Everybody can't play the line. Everybody can't tackle. But do what you do the best way you can do. And we got to rely and respect and trust one another. But that trust is so hard because what propaganda and things been said or you've had a bad experience with one another. I talk about on Clubhouse. Oh, my goodness. I'm black before I'm anything else. I'm black before I'm a man. I'm black before I'm married. I'm black before I'm a Texan. I'm a black before I'm a, anything else. I'm just telling you. And when I be, I don't argue with black men on these issues because we're here together no matter what. That's the first thing they're going to see that I'm black. No matter what you want to identify as, that's what they're going to see that you're black. So when we're talking about how can we, we can absolutely do it. I've had argument with guys. talking about, "Wow, black people got to move. We just got to move in together and just support nothing but black. We can, I support black all the time, but I can live wherever I want to live. I can lay my head wherever I want to lay. I, and I And I grew up in the north side of a very racist town, majority in the black neighborhood. It was several different black neighborhoods, but my neighborhood was a, like, you can consider what people say successful. But one thing I saw, it was love and it was beautiful. We communicated, we led, we leaned on one another. I was staying on the dead end. Everybody was like lower middle class or so or middle class to say it. But when I say every single one of my neighbors knew who I was, knew who my aunt was, knew like we could mow each other yard if something happened they'll call down hey what's going on down there so when i think it was maybe something else or uh some ray may have said like you know the community's dead i've had that conversation numerous times. i am i'm part of that community it's not dead yet that village is not dead yet it's it's scary i worry i worry about it don't i'm i really do worry about it like i know i'm every black person where i stay it's only three to four black families in my area and i know every single one of them i'll make sure to walk and introduce myself because if something happened you can rely on me what uh, if i see them babies walking i got a lot of white families that adopted black kids and i make sure when them kids are walking to school or something like that back in the day we used to be able to get I but things have changed so much in the culture now my, my my neighbors used to be able to pick me up and take me a ride to school, make sure to bring food and all that. I'm, this brisket I'm cooking is for my neighbors. Now, yeah. I, I don't know, but people don't do that no more for numerous reasons.
2: But you know what? I, I think that, and I, I I agree with you on so many points. I think that what we are experiencing in the United States is a function of something that was going to just be inevitable. And that inevitability was the increase in technology and globalization. And so with all these different types of people moving into the same country, there's going to be friction. And people will talk about how well things ran in the United States in the 1950s and 60s and things like that. And I think that part of the reason that things ran well is because you had a group of people. I say this so much that I think it actually gets on people's nerves is that I just think that the difference between like European ideology and African ideology is the level of social cohesion there is. I think that Europeans have a, like, they work better together than people of, of, of African descent. Europeans were able to go into Africa and divide people based upon like their tribal groups and they were able to conquer that way. And so I think in the United States, you had essentially a group of people who were running things who had a large sense of social cohesion. You didn't have like as many minorities. And I think that the tensions that we're feeling today is just because the United States is a much more diverse place. And And I I think that Oh boy, y'all.
5: Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Drake, you're gonna have the last on this because y'all took it. Talk about squid game. My goodness. And then y'all are dropping gems left and right. You're killing yeah, me. You're killing me.
2: I'm sorry to take it to that place. No, no, no. no. no Drake I has love. the
5: last word on this and then we're going to do final thoughts. But I want to hear what Drake has to say in response. She, she,
3: this is what we do with everything, Coach. That, that's the purpose of my podcast with these type of conversations. and right. Because we got to get to know each other so we can love one another. But that that, that that ideology thought process you express where you know they have that more of a social cohesion. I me personally, I think that is a. I'm, I don't want to call it bullshit, but I would say because the way it, I think it's a, they're good liars, they're good deceivers. Okay. They, 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 that's what I would say because I know in other communities they had social cohesion. Here on this land, the indigenous people, these different tribes. They spoke languages within one another. They trusted people. They trusted them. They gave them love. They opened their doors and they were stabbed in their back that, and they were given diseases. They wouldn't, that's what I find out to be most powerful. <laughs> you know, that's what I say. They're good at not. They're good at come together to lie and trick other people. I, 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 I got to look at it for college, but they, and they take pride in it. They take pride in, um, not all of them, but the ones that, you know, that, that how do you represent your culture? Um, from your past man it's um robbing raping killing pillaging you know and also,
2: also this and i'm not going to keep talking for too much but mm-hmm. i think that with native americans they they were fractured they were fractured into like different tribal groups and i think the europeans who came over were able to play off of the tribal groups that existed and i think the europeans even though you had the french the english and i think maybe what was it the spanish who came over like there was still a greater amount of like People working together amongst European backgrounds than there were of the the tribal groups of the Native Americans.
5: Well, but, you know what? I mean, I don't even know how we get, we got here from Squid Game. I mean, I don't know if we need to have a Squid Game three because y'all took it to the the next 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 level. My goodness! And um, it makes me happy that y'all are um, on our uh, on our podcast with this uh, these gems and these opinions. So hey, thank,
2: thank you for you. buffering this. <laughs>
5: right right no you know what we just appreciate you you guys but we want to give you a chance at a final thought regarding squid game um or a take home from that and then we're gonna close up shop because we know that drake always has another podcast episode to put on and moses you're always working and and having your side projects and things you need to focus on and i can also see the yellow like (laughs) He, he, need to, he needs to rest his eyes and he may be gone right now, but we're thankful for him having joined us because goodness knows he he normally is back in the cut, but any final thoughts, you guys? Let's start with Cedric.
4: Well, um, my final thought is because <laughs> you called me off guard there, you know. Well, final thought is that, you know, hey, Let's continue to do this thing and uh keep 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 it alive, you know what I mean? And continue to, you know, voice positive and, and good good energy, you know? And I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, that's just stay positive, y'all, you know.
2: Yeah. You think you're gonna watch any uh any more Korean dramas that uh that Song Ray is suggesting?
4: Yes. Yeah, I am. I kind of like it. I like the way they dress. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be checking out their
5: they, they they attire. Now, you know, be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did like the, those track suits. Though. you know, you know, uh a, a show you like when you start suddenly like an ugly tracksuit. But how about you, Drake? Any final thoughts?
3: Um, once again, great show. I uh, think it was great for social commentary, like we have here. Um. Yeah, I'm hearing it's going to be a part two. And what I'm thinking is going to be one of two things. One, they may start it in different countries or bring different people from different countries into it. Or it's going to become something like The Hunger Games, where
0: I I align this to, yes.
3: Yeah, it's going to be some controversy because it's going to be to the point, it's going to be very uh, fishy. It's also a movie called Gamer that's yeah, kind of like that as well. How society opens up to see other people be murdered, but they're asking to do it. So, you know, people step back from it, you know, or the people that are like um, on death row. So that's why I think it may become more of a social concept and with the scary thing about it. Hey, does art imitate life or does life imitate art? Okay.
5: And Mo, you get the final word since Yellow had to go.
2: Yeah um i would say that i really enjoyed the show i like i like any piece of art that shows how human beings are um can be trapped by societal structures um and that make people think about okay so if this is the way in which we're becoming trapped then how can we most be free um because I think that this extends not only to Korean culture, but as we said, American culture. It can be seen in Latin American, European, whatever culture. Um, and I think it could be, yeah, it's applicable to to any of any human beings.
5: And and that's I think what I appreciate most about um, Squid Game that it brought so many people together. I mean, do is it a little bit um, the self promotion that they that this is a show that is Korean and we deal in Korean dramas yes but most of it is that I really appreciate that it was such it the the themes and ideas were so wide that we could find people who don't even watch television a lot and they're willing to watch this show so I I know this is this is something else, and I want to thank each and every one of you for. Hey, Yella's
2: back. In, in case you wanted to get a final thought from him.
5: Yeah. Oh, Yella! Yeah, you're back. Okay, so we wanted to get a final thought from you um, before we close up this episode. Any final thoughts about Squid Game? Man, I mean,
1: I like it. I'm looking forward to season two. Um, I want to know what happens with the cop, you know, and him and his Good. brother in that situation. Uh. I redhead is going back in. well i know why he's going back but i want to see what the outcome is going to be from that as well so yeah i look for the dubbed version of season two of squid Game.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's real and you know what I, I was gonna close it up but i will say this also before i turn it over to song ray that um I, after mid through season two we want to call y'all back because y'all like extrapolated ideas and all this stuff beyond what we were originally thinking about i mean you definitely brought a different point of view but i'm gonna turn Love it you. over to sung yes turn it, i'm turning it over to sung ray
0: and we just wanted to take the time to say moses cedric drake yellow we appreciated you all tremendously This conversation was awesome. It took on its own legs and walked. And we just thank you all for your time. Thank you for your thoughts. And we will definitely, definitely be sending you all an invite again. We appreciate you all.
4: Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you all.
0: We are Black Girl Soul at www.blackgirlsoul.com. Thank you. Later. Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Soul. We enjoyed having you, and please subscribe, like, and follow our Facebook page, YouTube channel, Twitter page, Instagram page, and join our Facebook group. You can also find us on Patreon. Please look below for links. See you guys next week.